0: Hi, thanks for listening. This is the It's a Widgets Flutter Podcast. My name is Hillel Cord, and each episode we get the chance to talk with another amazing Flutter developer. This episode, we're lucky to be speaking with Chris. Welcome, Chris. Really happy to have you on the podcast. Can you share a bit about yourself?
1: As you mentioned, my name's Chris, and I have been working on developer tooling of one kind or another for kind of an embarrassingly long career. I really I really like developers. And so as I go from company to company and project to project, that's almost always where I find myself working.
0: Cool. And how did you end up on the Flutter team?
1: I spent a couple of decades doing developer tooling and outreach um, of various kinds in the Windows developer community. And uh, after after that, I kind of wanted to try other things, other areas. And so I came to Google about four years ago, and I, I spent three years working on cloud developer tools. And then... Uh, a year working on uh, Android developer tools, specifically the the Jetpack family of libraries, and then just recently, literally the first week of Flutter Live, uh, December in London. That that was my first week on the Flutter team, and it, honestly, the the reason I came to Flutter was programming Flutter made me happy, and there was so much goodness there that I really, I just really wanted to be part of the team.
0: Nice, I'm sure many developers can understand that. Uh, I mean, Flutter is just that good that it really draws you to it.
1: It kind of does. I feel like uh, kind of, you know, hair club for men, that hair club for men guy, right? Who's like, "Uh, I used hair club for men and I was so happy that I bought the company, right? And uh, it it really turned out to work out well for me too, because the lead program manager is uh, Tim Sneath, who I worked with for years and years at Microsoft. And in fact, I even use the Microsoft term PM at Microsoft means program manager at Google. It means... It means product manager. And so I work on his team doing Flutter work. And it's just been a joy to reconnect with him. And then the rest of the team itself is so great. Um, a lot of the people you've had on your podcast, I get to work with on a daily basis. And it's just a really great team to work on. So not only is the technology really great, but the people's really great. It's kind of a dream come true.
0: Well, that's amazing to hear. I had the chance to meet Tim briefly. And he's just an incredibly sweet person.
1: He really is. He really is, yes.
0: Uh, and I think also incredibly authentic. Uh, I think and it's clear when he's speaking about Flutter, I think all you guys, we hear you speak, and you know, we know that you're telling what you believe to be the truth. There's no artifice. It's essentially exactly how you feel about the framework, and it comes across very clearly.
1: And it's one of the interesting things about Flutter, I mean, sometimes you're working on tools or technologies that are still developing. They're not quite there yet. With the 1.0 release of Flutter, it, it sells itself. All you really have to do is... Uh, show up and and show off Flutter and and people get excited because it is genuinely uh, an exciting technology. Definitely agreed.
0: Uh, can you talk a bit about your role on the team?
1: Sure. So, as uh, my official title, I'm a product manager, and I'm responsible for the developer experience of Flutter. And so, what that means is I work with the framework team to make sure you know we're we're doing the right thing with plugins and the ecosystem and and our widgets and our APIs. And I work with the tooling team to make sure we've built uh, the right tools, and that includes the command line tools uh, as well as the IDE plugins. And primarily, my job in that space is to to really understand the needs of developers doing Flutter or thinking about Flutter, and what is it that you know I can do to make their lives better. Right, Flutter is already great. But it's, it's a 1.0 product, and a friend of mine always likes to say the biggest room in the world is the room for improvement. And that's especially true with any 1.0 with any product. And so we're constantly looking at feedback and soliciting feedback and talking to developers you know, individually or big customers or surveys to really understand what it is Flutter developers need to be happier, more productive, always looking to improve developers' lives, and then working with um, engineering and designers and and our team to, to figure out what we can do that will really improve developers' lives, take that input and turn it into products, features, and then um, working with uh, marketing and our fabulous developer relations team to, to get it out into developers' hands and let developers know how to take advantage of whatever new things uh, we've built to Make developers' lives
0: better. Amazing. I mean, I think that's where really one of the great strengths of Flutter is that, the, as a developer, it's so important that all the tools work well together. And having this have it centrally managed by Google ensures that with updates, kind of everything works lockstep and continues to work. And it all just again, it just feels like one comprehensive whole rather than a hodgepodge of parts mixed
1: together. Well, and the interesting thing you say that, and that um, we do work hard to make sure that you know Flutter has a, a great and and story, but we also have Hundreds of contributors that uh, we're working with, and and taking good ideas and and integrating those into Flutter, and it's uh, it's a it's a it's a big complicated. It's actually multiple open source projects that we that we pull together from the engine to the widgets to the tools, and we try to make sure we have a great developer experience, and that that for everyone for all kinds of different developers and we can't we can't actually do that ourselves there's just too much ground to cover and so we actually really rely on uh, open source uh, contributors from across the community and we've had some really great ones and it's it's made a big difference to the flutter overall
0: nice can you talk a bit about how the vs code plugin is managed versus the plugin for IntelliJ?
1: sure so we have a lot of centralized functionality for flutter developers in the in the flutter command line tool and that's great for for anyone right you take that across any developer platform you want and you can build flutter app, uh, applications from the command line and you know you can use whatever editor or id you want and you have that core functionality but we've picked kind of two families of developer uh, IDEs or editors to to integrate more closely with, and one family is IntelliJ and Android Studio, uh, which is uh, uh, one team here at Google. It's a, a set of Google developers. Google has a long history with with Java and IntelliJ uh, internally and externally, and a good partnership with JetBrains. And we push we push to make sure that Android Studio is a great place to build Android apps. And also to build Flutter apps that target Android as well as as well as iOS, and so we've done a lot of integration, both of the command line tools and the protocols for you know profiling and debugging, and we've we've done a lot of integration into IntelliJ. And for a long time, it was kind of the uh, first place we would we would build up um, our set of functionality. Uh, but then along came Danny. Um, of Visual Studio Code Flutter plugin fame, and um, he he had such a great uh, experience that he was building up in Visual Studio Code for Flutter and for Dart that we we actually uh, um, brought him into Google, um, and that now it's his uh, full time job to to build um, the same features uh, in a way that is best for Visual Studio Code developers, right? So from a Feature uh, point of view, we try really hard to get parity between the two tools, and we uh, we plan to continue to do that. And in fact, um, we've got a release coming out later this month where we even make it um, uh, closer. Uh, There's a lot of kind of windows inside of of IntelliJ that we haven't provided inside of Visual Studio Code because it doesn't really make sense. It's it, it doesn't fit into the lightweight way of thinking about. Building apps in VS Code, uh, so this this set of tools we're building we've actually uh, created as uh, uh, a separate window that will come up from uh, and you can invoke it from from Visual Studio Code or from the command line. Again, bringing you know debugging and um, the inspector, the profiling, and these various tools that you need. Um, into a standalone place so you can get to them from the command line, you can get to them um, from Visual Studio Code or, you know, they uh, these tools already exist in IntelliJ. So the idea being that we want to push towards complete feature parity uh, to catch Visual Studio Code up to IntelliJ as it is today. And then um, we are committed to keeping both tools uh, up to date simply because there are different kinds of developers that like the two IDEs and these, these are two of the big powerhouse IDEs right now in the space, and we want to make sure that that uh, Flutter developers get to pick the tools that they want, and we want to make sure we support those.
0: That's awesome. That's great to hear. Uh, for a developer, right, it's like a dream being called up to the majors. Right, Google say, "Hey, we like what you're doing. Do it for us." <laughs> That's and it's great. It's great that you guys are, are willing to do that. It takes a lot of effort to maintain another platform, but I, I think it's worth it. You know, from speaking to many developers through the podcast, I know VS Code is extremely popular. Uh, it, it's just it runs. It's just much more lightweight IDE. And I think it's excellent. It's, it's a great program.
1: Yeah, I'm. A, I'm a. Actually, I myself am um, uh, a Visual Studio Code programmer. That's how I develop my own uh, Flutter apps. And so, because um, uh, I have again, I have that long history with with um, uh, Microsoft and .NET technologies, and you know, Visual Studio Classic, if you will. And so, VS Code is a fantastic tool for me. Just it just feels natural under my fingers. And so. Uh, that's how I do my work. Although, of course, I've done a bunch of work in uh, Android Studio as well. And so it's our job to make sure both sets of, of developers happy and get what they need.
0: Other aspects you like most about Flutter?
1: Well, um, hello, uh, I've listened to uh, a bunch of the, your um, your old podcasts, uh, your old episodes. And, and those guests already kind of listed a bunch of the, the technical stuff. It's pretty obvious uh, in terms of how how great it is in Flutter, the developer experience and hot reload and the simplicity of the widgets and and uh, you know all of that obviously I'm a fan, um, but I have to say my favorite part about Flutter and the thing I've enjoyed most about Flutter uh, is the the people involved in Flutter, both internally as a Google uh, sorry both internally as a Googler and the, and the people I get to work with Tim and and Eric and Ian. And, and and Matt and Martin and and the list goes on and on. These are are people that are are genuine and happy in their work and happy to ha- be happy helping uh, Flutter developers. And I really enjoy working with them and being part of the team. And, and I'm I'm honestly honored uh, to be asked to be part of this team. Uh, so much good work has already been done, but also the the people in the community, um, uh, the the folks that that really have something to say and are really helping push things forward, Simon and, and Norbert and, and Luke. And again, the the list is endless there. And watching um, the, the open source projects build on Flutter and the plugins build on Flutter, there's just so much going on. Uh, and I, it's really being a part of that community uh, that is my favorite part of Flutter.
0: Nice. That's a great answer. I'm sure the team's very lucky to have you as well. Uh, are there things in Flutter you'd like to see changed?
1: Well, uh, so we're just getting started with Flutter. It, it's pretty clear that that Flutter's uh, a 1.0 uh, project, and just coming in new to the team and and having programmed Flutter for a few months before coming to the team, you know, I, I had some kind of things I'd, I really like to see um, added. Um, one of the things is I know right now there are some features in Android Studio and intelligent. IntelliJ that don't exist in Visual Studio Code. And so I want to make sure that not only do we finish bringing Visual Studio Code up to feature parity um, with the JetBrains IDEs, but also that we keep it there. And in fact, um, uh, you should stay tuned. We've got some very exciting announcements to make in this space coming up. So, so that's a, a big deal for me. Um, there's a bunch of other kinds of tools, pretty obvious things um, that we could fill in over time. You know, uh, we we have a public roadmap where we where we talk about those kinds of things. I don't want to bias the audience. Actually, what I'd really love is is for them to reach back via the comments uh, on your show notes um, and and actually tell that me right what is it that they th- uh, the audience thinks it would be really important from that point of view. But I know there's things like simplifying the setup experience. Right right now uh, it takes quite a bit of work. Um, quite a uh, with with the, the Flutter doctor and, you know, the, it's the the setup isn't nearly as seamless or as simple or as fast uh, of getting Flutter onto a new machine for a new dev as I would like it. Um, and, and, and then, you know, looking to the future, the experimentation we're doing uh, with web and desktop is amazing. The idea that Flutter, you could just write a Flutter app and then, first and then choose where it goes later. Uh, I, I really want to see us uh, push more on that. Uh, so those those are the things that I'd i really like to see Flutter uh, change and grow over time.
0: Cool, those are good points. I mean, from my personal experience, I've tried setting up Flutter on Windows, Mac, and Linux. I found Windows to be the smoothest, Mac to be possible with a little bit of issues with Brew, uh, and then Linux I found the most difficult. And I agree, if it was just instant one click setup on all three platforms, that'd be ideal.
1: Yeah, uh, that's what I that's what I want too. I mean, if you if you think about a lot of times. Uh, in the product world, we think about what's the first hour experience like uh, with Flutter, and the first hour after you've got Flutter installed and you're, you know, you're starting a new project from IntelliJ or Android Studio is really great. But the real first hour of Flutter is installing Flutter on each one of these um, machines you you mentioned, and I want to take most of that away if I can.
0: Nice. Sounds like a great future. Looking forward to it. Um, do you have any Flutter tips you can share?
1: Well, I have mentioned um, some uh, feature uh, parity features between Visual Studio Code and that kind of standalone set of tools. It turns out that if you know the right place to go in the uh, Flutter repo on GitHub, you can get to uh, a package called DevTools. And that DevTools package is in fact um, that that standalone uh, application as it exists today. Uh, that provides that set of, you know, debugging and profiling and inspection tools. And you can you can get to that today. You don't have to wait for an announcement. And I'm happy to provide the to the link to the to the secret place inside the uh, the Flutter repo for folks that are interested in, in trying that out.
0: Nice. That's awesome. We'll make sure to include the link in the episode notes. Uh, cool. do, you have, do you have your thoughts in general on state management? It's a big topic.
1: Oh, my. Uh, actually, um, I saw an article from our team go out uh, recently that kind of describes, you know, how to think about state management. And, and the central thinking was, you know, state management is never going to be easy because state management is one of the core problems of how you um, develop your app. I mean, it is is—it is software engineering. State management is software engineering. Uh, and so, The kinds of uh, no no matter what kind of app you build, how you manage the data, um, and how you uh, surface the data, and how you manipulate the data over time, and how that causes your app to react as the data changes. This is this is central to every kind of app you can build, whether it's a web app or a desktop app or you know something using kind of the declarative reactive frameworks um, that are all the rage today, of which of course Flutter is one. Uh, state management is just hard, and right now today, Flutter provides kind of a lot of low-level tools, you know, with the inherited widget and that family of listeners and that that set of things that that are provided in the framework. And those tools are su- suitable if you want to kind of build your own uh, state management. It's it's the tools you need to really uh, do the things that every Flutter app needs to do, no matter. What it is, and no matter the kind of flexibility you need, it's there. However, I think we can do a better job uh, making it easier for new developers to get started. And so um, uh, the, I know there's uh, efforts uh, internally in the team to kind of provide something that's uh, simpler, that's uh, that's hopefully scales with the developer and their knowledge and their app. Ultimately, no single solution can solve this problem, but I think we can do a better job making things uh, simpler for people to get started.
0: Is there any advice to give to someone just starting out?
1: Starting out as a developer, starting out as a human, starting out in Flutter. That's a pretty broad question.
0: Answer it as you wish.
1: <laughs> um, uh, I, here's how I would say that. Um, no matter what technology you pick up, and of course I hope the, your listeners uh, are either flutter developers or will soon become flutter developers no matter what technolo- new technology you pick up I recommend um, picking some projects that you really care about things in your life uh, uh, that you care about and and writing uh, real apps with this new technology. I have been myself working on um, an app. For years, actually, as I have moved from cloud, I built uh, kind of a cloud part of it. And then I went to Android and I was building an Android front end to it. And then as I'm in Flutter, I'm building uh, a Flutter front end to this kind of back end. And it's a it's an app that I really care about. So when I was in cloud, um, I was using it to not only learn the technologies and, and the developer experience end to end, but also to provide feedback. And of course, you know, as my role of PM, I can actually get changes made to, to improve the, you know, the APIs and the developer experience. But but every developer who really wants to learn a technology, um, I encourage, you know, picking a kind of a passion project, something that they really care about and, um, and, and building that for real. Uh, the Hello World samples will only get you so far. You, you, it's only when you really learn something, building something you actually care about uh, that that the technology really sinks in, in my opinion.
0: Can you talk a bit more about your passion project?
1: Oh, uh, sure. So um, a little bit about me. Uh, I I grew up kind of in a family where, you know, cards and games was kind of a big part of how we related to each other. And one of the things that I really like about that is, you know, teaches strategy and tactics, and kind of it 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 kind of fuels my own competitive juices. And the one of the games that's really emerged as something that I really love is uh, backgammon. I've just always loved backgammon, and um, I'm I'm to the point now where nobody in my own family will play backgammon with me. Um, and so I went looking for other backgammon players. And I'm a tech guy, so it never occurred to me to, you know, show up at a backgammon tournament or find a local set of people playing backgammon. Instead, I went online. And so um, looking online, what I found was fibs.com, which is the first Internet backgammon server. That's what fibs stands for. And if you go to that website, it has been running uh, as a telnet server um, since 1992. I mean, you you you'll go and see the website and it'll tell you how to log into the telnet server. But since 1992, people have been logging in via telnet to play text based backgammon with each other. And the, (laughs) this idea that, um, you know, people log in still to telnet and then they, they type their moves in and they see a text representation of the board as it changes using ASCII art and, all of that is amazing, and, and they chat with each other, and they have tournaments, and people have built bots of various strengths so that you can play with bots as well as people, and and that rating you get on Fibs actually matters in the backgammon community. It has been around for so long and is such a part of the community that people want to know, uh, you what's your Fibs rating? Um, and uh, so to me, I really love that kind of resource of all those people that really know backgammon. Uh, that, and they are so passionate to play that they'll log in uh, via text. And of course, over over the years, people have built clients. They parsed the um, the text stream um, from uh, telnet, and they built libraries and they built front end clients. Most of the front end clients um, either are no longer supported, no longer being developed, or you know you you type into a telnet until you get to the the backgammon game itself. And then up pops a, a GUI to let you play. I really want the reverse. I just want to be able to either on a mobile device or on my desktop computer, be able to just log into FIBS like it was a regular, you know, uh, graphical uh, program, um, and and play it. And 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 so of course that means I have to build such a thing because that's the kind of person I am. And I have been. I've got a, a proxy server, a WebSocket proxy implementation. That I built when I was in cloud. Um, and it does the translation between uh, you know, I can send it commands just like I would if I was typing to Telnet, and then it will send me back uh JSON, like it was kind of a, a WebSocket uh API that's spinning out JSON. And then I built various clients for the web and et cetera uh for it, but now I'm building one in Flutter. And so it's just something I I have a passionate about. And so when I build my Flutter front end, I really care about how it works because I plan on using it a lot and I plan on sharing it. And and it matters to me how it works. It matters to me how it integrates with the various platforms I'm deploying it for. And so those are a wonderful way for me to have a real world, to me, uh, Flutter app that I use to understand what real-world developers have to do with Flutter and then build tools and, and APIs to make their lives better uh, because I've, I've walked a mile in their shoes, right? I, I really know what they're doing with Flutter. Nice.
0: I love it. Telnet, super old school, but it works. Yeah. ID of choice. It sounds like VS Code. Did you, do you use IntelliJ or Enter Studio sometimes?
1: I, I am a uh, VS Code kind of by default, but yes, I also, uh, I also find myself in uh, Android Studio and IntelliJ uh, as the uh, PM for the Flutter developer experience. It's my job to make sure we have a great developer experience for, for everyone. So I find myself um, using the command line tools and, and both IDEs uh, to make sure that we have a great experience.
0: Nice. And finally, anything else you'd like to add or promote?
1: Um. Wow. Uh, that is a broad question. Um, I guess uh, here's my here's my tip. Um, beyond you know, kind of building something you really care about as a passion project, when you want to learn Flutter, I really recommend uh, if you haven't been there already, uh, going to the uh, community site um, uh, at flutterio slash community. There's just a bunch of great links to Stack Overflow and the GitHub repos and um, one of my favorite parts of the Flutter developer community, and this is where I actually spend a, a lot of my own time. Um, I'm still getting, I'm still learning Flutter. I'm still relatively new to the team, so um, I like the Flutter Dev uh, community on Reddit. That that I find is uh, a great mix of announcements and discussions and cool new stuff, and I find the people there to be uh, really nice too. So. So, in general, be become part of the Flutter community, and specifically, you know, if you stop by the the Flutter Dev subreddit, I think uh, I think you'll like what you find.
0: Excellent, Chris. Thank you very much for taking time to be on the podcast.
1: Uh, of course, it was it was absolutely my pleasure.
0: Uh, if anyone listening likes to tell their story, go to itsawitches com and click Podcast in the top right. Thanks for listening.